Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is toxic relationships, identifying the wrong one. Let's do this. Hi friends, thank you for listening to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha. Um, I really love all the reviews and messages you send me. Um, as some of you know, I do reply back to all of you, so please keep those coming. And if you can do us a solid and follow us on social media, we are on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at Kind of Dating. Um, so please uh, follow us there. You'll know who our next guests are. Get some exclusive clips, some BTS, some dope ass quotes from me. Um, sometimes dope ass quotes from my guests sometimes just general cool quotes you know um that's a great reason to follow us so let's get into this i have the expert on toxic relationships you are it this is it you will never get a better guest let's just make it very clear that you're giving me this title yep i am giving you the title i'm not a self friend not self-proclaimed actor uh former mtv thrust host yeah uh carlos santos very handsome single and ready to mingle no i have a girlfriend oh god damn it what the good ones always <laughs> but that's, do. But that's no, good. I'm kidding. It's a good thing. Yeah. That's what makes you yeah. an expert at this. So exactly. You like actually give legit advice to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike got... me. Yeah. I've I've learned I've learned enough to, to know be Yeah. How to be Yeah, in a this works perfectly. It'll yeah. tie perfectly into the oh, conversation. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So um But also can I just say yeah. I've never I've never heard uh, live ASMR. It's fantastic. What what is that? Do you don't know what that is? No. It's the thing where you talk so soothingly oh. that you get people's uh, craniums. You give a, a crane message. You, you never heard of that? No. You should totally. It's it's happening. Where whatever it so is you do. Do I have yeah, that? You, yes. you, you're very soothing when you talk, and so people listen to it. And then what it what it is is it gives people uh, a little tickles in the back of the oh, head. Oh, that's yeah. so great to know. You know, people. Uh, okay, not trying to do my own it's a genetic. Oh, Mason says genetic. Well, what? So what I do you mean not, not everybody can? Not everybody. Oh. If you're affected by it, it's, you're, you I can it. feel it sometimes. Can you? Then you have the gene. Yeah. Wow. wow. It's like a mutant power. <laughs> well, so we, we were both like, whisper. wow. Whisper. Do this on the mic. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Are you singling? Yeah. Well, to myself. I can't do it to myself. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> so, so. It's not as strong as I, I, but I have tried it on. I've seen some so YouTube clips. So what is clips. it called? ASMR. It's not a hundred percent, but I do get it. Yeah. Audio, audio something. Okay, but yeah. you know, I do. Uh, people do uh, compliment me on my uh, voice. voice, and and yet my really good friends make fun of me for it okay. because uh, I I do have a tendency. Like the minute I pick up a phone, I'll have like a regular voice, and right. then the minute I pick up a phone, it turns into this. Yeah. But that's because I personally dislike loud noises right so i have learned to modulate a little bit so right. that the minute it comes on like to a radio mic voice. or something it's like, it just like, like it's something voice. bearable to hear yeah but then i also had a friend who um who was like a crew member of mine he was my uh dp for a, a web series i did mm-hmm. and he was like even if i'm angry at you the minute you speak yeah. i can't be angry and that's what it is and i'm like oh i feel it's, like it's did ASMR. you ever watch twilight yes <laughs> Yeah, I know you did. Did you? I mean, there, I, okay. There's a vampire in Twilight who who's like superpower. Wait, is there's a vampire in Twilight, <laughs> right? In the movie Twilight, and um, 
He's then I, I, I watched the wrong like emotions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "That's me." But you should know that because you could use that to your advantage. Yeah. Now you know you this have that power. This is how I de-escalate fights in yeah. relationships. It's a, it's use, a real thing. I use the porn voice. Um, so have you ever been in a toxic relationship? I have been in. Uh, sure. Uh, let's just say yes. Yeah, like yeah. things that were not not good for you. Yeah. The thing what happens is, um, the thing that happens in your early twenties is that. I think everybody goes through them. Yeah. But it's not until you get older you realize it's harder to pinpoint when you're younger, right? So you're in a toxic totally. relationship. You don't even know what's happening. And hopefully, the hope is that when you get older, you can identify it. But I've realized, too, that even if you realize that you're in a toxic relationship, it's not as easy to get out of it sometimes. Oh, yeah, because it's not just enough to yeah. be just aware. It's like you actually have to make yeah. changes There's so to many. It. So many factors that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've been in toxic relationships when I didn't know what was happening or yeah. didn't have the wherewithal, and I've been in toxic relationships where I'm like, "What am I doing? Yeah. How do I get out of it, please?" Right. Yeah. And then when you get out of it, you're just like, "Whoa! How was I ever in this?" Well, no, I feel me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just had this weird epiphany yesterday. What was your epiphany? Where? I, well, this wasn't even an epiphany. It was just kind of that moment where you know I just literally find not recently. It's been a while since mm-hmm. I've been over this one person. Mm-hmm. But my girlfriend and I were talking, and she was like, "Yeah, man, you were like hung up," and and I was like, "Yes, I know I yeah. was." And now to be completely like, yeah, don't disconnected, yeah. I'm just like, I can't even imagine being the person that was hung up over that dude. I'm like, yeah. it's kind of it, fucking nuts. It becomes obsessive, but mm-hmm. you also can't. It's a weird thing because it's also like you could, there's such a thing as you, you can be mature, you can be in a good place in your mm-hmm. life. But if you're in a situation, you're right up in it. You have no, you oh, have no yeah. context. And you I need help know. from somebody else. Like even if I, even if you're a person that gives great advice, yeah, or you can help people. You, oh, totally. There's always that person that always knows what's up, but then they also are in a situation. We're always nope. human at the yeah. end of the day, but um. Also, like we're we are definitely going to talk about like all the signs and mm-hmm. all these things and like maybe why we even get into toxic relationships. For me, at least with there's this one guy I talk about in the show called Bruce Lee, who we were like, he's he's not Bruce. Is he Lee. famous in the he's, podcast? He, <laughs> is he a character? I mean, he's one of the people. Yeah. So when you I write discuss. your one woman show, yep. Okay, cool. There, you're workshopping it right now. Be mentioned. <laughs> um, he he used to do martial arts, so or For he real. does martial arts. Yeah, he owns like a martial arts school. So ah, he used to. He's not real anymore. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so with him, we were on and off for like a year and just like never really made it exclusive or anything. But I, it was just such a he just was one of those guys who would like give you enough and then pull away and then yeah. give you enough oh, and then pull away. I've been it's like in hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. And I was like, I don't even give a fuck if uh, you just like sleep with me and you wouldn't even have sex yeah. with me. And I was like, this is turning out to be just not worth it. Right. Like, you are. It's frustrating. Like I'm going through stuff and there's no payoff. Right. So at this point, I need to make a and decision. And it's so. Toxic. Oh, it's yeah, so exactly. sickening. It's so it not. I don't know what the word is. It's yeah. just it's but frustrating for on me, so many I levels. I realized like I was also doing it because of my ego. Because I was I was like, how come how come I can't make you crack? Oh, and that's a problem. You know? and, that's and, like and I had to admit that, that to myself where I was like, hey, and that's man. why it works for some people mm-hmm. because the manipulation then which we're not really talking about yep. negging, but that's why that works. It's like yep. you trying to overcome, and, and and everybody's guilty of it. So. Mm-hmm. I think when you get a point where you're like, I feel like I want to prove myself. And then you're like, oh, no, why do I have to prove myself to this idiot? Yeah. Whether it's a guy or a girl. Oh, totally. That's when you kind of get to a better place. Yeah. But sometimes that happens without you even realizing it. And, and sometimes that's why I hate it's manipulation. A, it's I a whole it. thing of like just squashing your own ego and humbling yourself. And yeah. be like, look, 
Yeah. I don't actually need this person's right. love. Like this person is fucked up. Yeah. And I, it's, their love isn't even worth yeah. any of this. So. But um, but Monday, you're gonna ask a question, but let me just yeah. follow it up, and yeah, maybe yeah. we can we can put a pin on it yes. and come back to it. I think I have zero tolerance for people that have relationships that are based on manipulation because some Agreed. people. Which I don't know if you've touched on, but it's it's such so rampant. Oh yeah, we did it in episode no... two of this show. Yeah, of manipulation, playing games, Ugh. and just like all the kinds. But of not games even that... games, just people that have they don't have the capacity uh, to to have a relationship that's based out of love or communication. The oh. only way that they can achieve something out of someone is by absolute manipulation. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's not even a game. It's just like they don't have the capacity. Oh yeah, they're so And so it's like the only I don't know, it's just I mean, that's uh so the other big one that I've talked about on this show was uh you know the crazy Dominican I told you about. Oh yeah. But like I spoke about him briefly, but he's the psycho. He just goes by psycho on the show because there's nothing there's no other word. There's for no redeeming more quality. Psycho. But do you have you have you had an update on the Dominican? Oh no, I refuse to. Okay. I, it because there's somebody... something else I want to say. Yeah. Which is we're going to we we're going to get down and dirty about, you know, you always talk about stuff yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to take a second because I want to be fair. Yes. I want to be fair so that I can go in. Totally. So that then I don't have to tell you to, to not play this podcast. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Uh, totally. So I think that people, and this is this is very true, I feel like part of also getting to a better place is realizing that people are in weird places in their lives. Oh, yeah. And that when I talk about, if I, when we get to talking about personal experiences, I, I have one people to keep in mind that I hope that these people that have done these things to me or that have, you know, that they have gotten to a better place, that they are not, that we don't judge them by their past. And so some people will always be pieces of... Totally. Oh, we can, we can say... And, and I, yeah, you can, you can a piece of shit. Yeah, people, yeah, are, people are going to always be pieces of shit. But there's always a chance. Yeah, you yeah, know, I realize that. But <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm recording. Uh. Well, here's my thing. And I, I totally agree. And for most people... Uh, Everybody on this podcast or any listener knows I'm friendly with almost all of my exes, like anybody I've dated or whatever. I'm pretty friendly with them because I wouldn't date you unless I thought that there was some, you know, you were some form of a good person. Mm -hmm. So but then there were a couple people, even Bruce Lee, example, was somebody who recently apologized to me for for what he did. It's because he's been listening to the podcast. Who knows? (laughs) Except that he apologized while he still has a girlfriend and then continued on to tell me that um that w- he and I should have right. been together Which and I'm like the whole purpose of the thing yeah. yeah yeah and so I was like so some people just don't change but you don't you don't expect anything from him anymore oh no no yeah, not okay. at all not at all yeah. you don't want justice or anything no 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 I actually just said to him I was like dude too. I forgive you it's cool it passed yeah. like I'm in a good place like whatever but I had to make a mental note that this is how just this person is so some people don't totally change and that's not a good or bad thing it's just how they are and yeah. you have to make a decision for what's right for your life so yeah. for me i was like cool i forgive you i don't have to be friends with you or continue to meet you or talk right. to you or anything i'm just like cool yeah it's not your it's not your job yeah like we're good and that's where and it I comes down to well. is what you're willing to deal with yeah in a relationship and yeah. sometimes we think that we are responsible for mm-hmm. these people that come into our lives and we're not yeah, but I want to talk about, <laughs> yeah, let's and, talk and about I feel like this will tie into tie some in. of our this own perfect. stories, yeah. which are like, what are the signs that you're in a toxic relationship or, you know, in something that's just with the wrong one? Okay, so before we get into signs, I want to say something 
that kind of preemptively talks about signs. Yeah. And it's that when you're meeting somebody for the first time, I realized, is that when you have no context for this person and you, you're trying to meet them, that is there's a very, very small window of time where you actually can pick up on those red flags. Oh, yeah. Immediately. We've talked about You those. talked about red flags? There's no, a small window. No, but talk, we can, we can oh, always keep Oh, talking. well, then that's fine. I referred to episode... <laughs> so I... I and this is obviously from personal experience. Like you have to realize that when you meet somebody, you really have to be present because if you feel like something's off, it's gonna go away, and you're so gonna justify true. it so quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's extra hard because you're meeting somebody, and and also on top of that, there it gets compounded. If I can use a crazy word oh, that I've never used words. before, <laughs> by the fact that if you're in a bad place. Uh, like low self-esteem or you're lonely. Like that's happened to me where I've been in a place where I've allowed people where you, you, where you do this, mm-hmm. oh man, like red flag, red flag. But man, I just, I just want to hang out with somebody. I just want to hang out. What are we doing? No, it's so true. And- so, so you, you're willing to put up with some stuff. So I, you know, when I, when I look back at stuff that's happened to me, I was like, oh man, I could tell, like I, if I look at myself objectively, like I was in a bad place mm-hmm. because otherwise I would have never Never allowed somebody to treat me this way, or would have never allowed for this to happen. Yeah. So it's hard. It's a. Uh, it's like you're you're battling with a handicap. And that was a good point because uh, somebody actually sent me one of my friends, Lance. Hey, Lance. Hey, what's up? Um, man? He sent me a really good quote yesterday. He's oh. like, "You should share this." It said, uh, "The fear of being alone is the father of many relationships that never should have been." Ooh. Um, and I didn't even know you were gonna read that. Right. Wow. And so I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I mean, I've been in that same place. Crazy guy, psycho, I met because I was feeling alone. I just yeah. moved to New York. I didn't have anybody. One companionship. I just broke up with somebody mm. who was treating me suddenly, like, badly. And then this guy came, like, literally promised me the world. I was young. Yeah. And I wanted to believe him. And, and I then, was like, cool. And the lesson and being, then, if somebody promises you the world, it's... it's just, nobody can give you that. Nine out of nine <laughs> times, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And so it's like, uh, you know, it took me a while, though, to to understand why I got into all of that. Right. Um, but also when you're in it, like you said, you don't even realize sometimes yeah. that it's toxic. And until somebody else points it out to you or like shit starts just compounding and, you know, you're just. Yeah, it's kind of like a dog whisperer situation Mm -hmm. where this is for the young kids. That was a show about a guy that used to fix dogs. But the reality is that really the problem was never with the dogs, it was with the owners. And I feel like a lot of times in relationships when we're first starting out, it's easier to blame. I mean, obviously, it's it's easier to put the blame on the other person. When in reality, a lot of that stuff is stuff that you're allowing to happen. Yeah. and I think that that's when you when you make that shift. I think that's when you can start actually looking at at the healthiest of relationships. No, it's true. I mean, wow. Geez, yeah, that is happening. I just blacked out. <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> Who is this person talking right now? Uh, Carlos. Jeez. And Such speaking a wealth in tongues. Of wisdom here. Um, wait. So, what are, what are some of the signs? Like when you were in something. Were um, there any feelings or things that happened, or just like, and not specifics even, right. just like. Like for me, I feel like um, like a toxic relationship is one where you just like can't communicate the right way. Right. Where it's just like you're constantly either arguing or another person just like not getting 
Yeah, I, I think communication is, is a big... I, I was in a relationship that was very toxic and that it was very... Um, Violent, like it was, it was, we're butting heads. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, scientifically speaking, when you butt heads with somebody that you're in a relationship, it usually means that you have really good sexual chemistry. Oh, so that is why people put up with these relationships for the most part. I've found, right? Right, but it's toxic because it's like you have to, you're constantly bickering and fighting, and there's no, you know, but but in the back of your head, you're like, "Ah, but the the sex sex is so so good, (laughs) exactly. Uh, So so that's one thing, but I mean, it's it's terrible because yeah. your a relationship is solely based on this thing where you, where where you can't even talk to somebody. It's like it's like you're it's t- like speaking you see, two different languages. Yeah, and it's like you're. And this is the worst thing that can happen in this world yep. when you're like, do you not like if somebody doesn't have empathy, if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't have the agree to disagree situation. Mm-hmm. Like some people just don't have that, and if you can't share an agree to disagree with somebody, yeah. it's it's just bad. Yeah. So. If you're going to do that, then at least make sure that the yeah. sex is fantastic. Right. Except, right. again, that's just not going to... But that's only going to last for yeah. so long. I also think that toxic relationships are are ones where you can't, like, you never feel safe. It's yeah. just, like, an underlying feeling. And that could be because, they're, like, somebody's not honest. Right. There's, There's something a off. lack of loyalty. Something is off. Like, definitely. And usually it's feeling. a feeling of, like, you're, you constantly have to prove yourself to mm-hmm. this person. And that, in general, is a no-no. That's, like... That's what kids don't realize. It's yeah. like you you get in this train of like, and that again it, it ties back to manipulation. Mm-hmm. And somebody that doesn't that's not secure enough with their own selves to yeah. say, hey, I'm worth the love of somebody mm-hmm. like legit love. I always have to put yourself. I have to put you down, or I have to make sure that I always feel like you're you're doing something yeah. bad to me. So that you're all so that my partner is always in Stop a position where they at me, Carlos. Yes, I'm making <laughs> a point. Me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so that you're always in a position to to have to apologize or make yeah. up for something, and that's and that's a weird cycle that yeah. just doesn't go anywhere. No, yeah, and um, it, like sort of what you said, also just piggyback piggybacking off of that is like the controlling factor, right? Is uh, so I was reading a few articles on this and. Uh, consistent theme was signs of toxic relationships are ones that are passive like where there's a lot of passive aggressiveness yeah it's right. you know uh the where somebody, oh, fine yeah. you want to go yeah, sure yeah, yeah, go yeah. have fun oh. with your boys mm-hmm. i'll be here i can't okay i can't if you want to <laughs> i mean gross or like guys do the, you <laughs> know or guys do the same thing like i've i've had guys in my relationships be very controlling and that's right. been a big factor and it's all insecurity and mm-hmm. that's that's partly the thing like that's their deal like that's what we were talking about earlier like yep. it's not their fault they just haven't figured it out yeah it has to do with insecurities that's yeah. the, it's really the root of everything but that still doesn't mean that you need to put up with it exactly and um and like being in a relationship where you feel like you're not yourself mm-hmm. like you're 100 percent self yeah you can't it's feel like to put not, walls up, yeah. 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 Um, or you're walking on eggshells right. or you feel like, you know. Another big sign for me was, uh, and I don't know you if you felt the same way when you were in those specific relationships. Mm-hmm. The very specific toxic ones I had were very, like, had very quick highs and very quick lows. Mm-hmm. It was like, and it was very much like I was dreading the next week. Yeah, you're waiting for the shoe to drop. I, and it waiting was, for the other it, shoe to drop was, syndrome. Exactly. But it was literally every week some yeah. big thing would happen, and then we'd make up, and then it yeah. would be okay for a few days, and then some big thing would happen, and then you... Or when you're, the relationship is constantly held hostage. Yep. Where it's like we have a fight about 
sandwiches and then is like, well, fine, I'm leaving. Exactly. Like, what? Yep. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's like, I, and, and I'm guilty of that because I, like, I was very recently, I was in a relationship where it was, where I knew the first time it happened, I was like, uh-uh. I was like, we cannot have mm -hmm. this happen again. And it continued to happen because I was stuck in it. Yeah. But I immediately was like, you can't put the relationship on hostage. Like, yeah. that's just the, <laughs> it's the most destructive thing you can yeah. do. But I was stuck in it. But I was going to say, we're going to talk about red flags, uh, which is, this is where it's probably, and I say this with, you know, with the most understanding that it's out, out of their hands. But daddy issues is. Oh, totally. Ugh. And and this is a. I'm not saying that all people with daddy issues and mommy issues can't grow out of it, but for the most part, that is so prevalent and so, oh my god, like oh, yeah. I can't even. Well, here's the interesting thing with that. So I'm actually going to get in this conversation. Today is Father's Day, friends. For, yeah, uh, look all at of our that. listeners. Today is Father's Day, so this is clearly pre-recorded. Um, Ties but, in perfectly. Huh? Ties in perfectly. I know, exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is that I've noticed daddy issues on both sides. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like an over-present father or an yeah. under-present father. Right. Yes. It, which is why I've actually argued as I've grown older that I actually think a f having a good father is more important. I hate to say this, like, for the long, like, the a child's development yeah. long term yeah. I think that a father's role is stronger than and a mom's role in in the long term development because I've seen guys who have turned into shitheads because right. their dads were right. something or the other um, or they had a lack of a relationship or mm -hmm. you know girls same way your dad wasn't there your yeah. dad was there too much so you yeah. have high, two high standards it always ends up being about the dad yeah the extremes are always yeah. going to be destructive period mm -hmm. Um, and and again, yeah, it's for both guys and girls. But and that's the thing. Like we want to be fair that both parents are just as important. But there are certain things that a father figure, and and again, yeah, a father a figure, father. a father yeah. figure it doesn't have to be the dad dad. It's just a good father figure mm -hmm. will go so long in terms. Like I've, you know, I've seen the the aftermath of a of a girl that just didn't grow up with a dad, mm -hmm. and therefore just doesn't know how to relate to other men other than by sexual means. Mm -hmm. And that's a terrible thing. That's yeah. so, because it's like, it's such a huge part of your development as a human being is to being able to, and, you know, and vice versa. But like, you see it and it's like, that's the only way. They don't know how to just be. Yeah. If I'm not enticing you, if I'm not flirting with you, if I'm not sexually like then I have no way to connect with you. Yeah. And that is just, that is very sad because then... If you couple that with somebody that's that a, a a partner that might be jealous, then that is yeah immediately toxic. And, and that's very prevalent, especially now in kind of the Tinder app, kind of like this online yeah. dating phase and generation. Yeah. Because so many girls and Dr. Wendy Walsh talked about this in the last episode was um, women uh, use sex as a way to get love, right? And right. Actually, she related it back to what she considers the oldest industry in the world, which is prostitution. Right. And in our own way, that's kind of what people are doing nowadays. It's, it's services rendered. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like because I'm insecure, I'm sending you sex, and I'm telling all my. But I mean, that's hardwired like, because we do the yeah. same, even if it's not sex related. We when we give somebody exactly. a gift, when we're giving somebody, that's yeah. Th that's what we're saying. Hey, look at this goodwill. Thing, thing. I mean, love me for yeah. loving you right. yeah and um and that's something that uh is really really important to be aware of when you're in these kind of toxic relationships like are you in something 
to try to get love like again the whole physical aspect of it right, right. you're just like well we have this amazing sex we must right. and that's all you have to offer love me. yeah and that can't be the mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and and i think that because there's there are like a million signs of what bad relationships can be mm-hmm. um i tell everybody to like sort of trust a feeling yeah. We've also done the episodes on intuition and gut yeah. feelings. And and um, I learned there was a time that I felt like I needed to find out the proof that something was up. Mm, you know, I yeah. was always like, no, oh, I'm going to find crazy? out. Let's find out. Yeah. yeah. And that became my thing. Like, I didn't want to walk away from a relationship because I was like, well, what if I'm wrong? I just need to find out the right. proof. It's weird because in our minds we're like, oh, this person has gone through this thing and they're mm-hmm. telling me right now that they have these deficiencies, but yeah. I'll stick around. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one that helps them. And that's, and I, I think you've talked about this yeah. where it's like if somebody tells you you're crazy, they're crazy, believe them or whatever. Oh, yeah. Maya Angelou says you, you, that. I mean, about... I wish I could take credit for it, but yeah. it was Maya Angelou. No, but you were talking about it. You were talking about it. And uh, and so basically that's that's what it is. If, yeah. If... if uh, and people show you who they are pretty right, pretty right, right. quickly. Yeah. And like you said, you have to be really present and listen and accept it because you know the shit's going to go south. Right. And like now, I don't um, I don't wait for proof. If my feeling is mm-hmm. off, if I'm feeling unsafe, if I'm feeling whatever, I will try to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not getting the response I need mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm just like, look, I can't right. be wasting you give my somebody time. A couple and chances. like, yeah. yeah, I do. I do say at the end of the day, you have to communicate. But if you're not getting a change or a response, then yeah. you gotta walk. Away. Yeah, and I and I learned that ultimately, like maybe in the last few years, because yeah. the last thing that I was in a very toxic situation, mm-hmm. uh, it was the same thing where yeah. she told me exactly these situation these yeah. problems i was like oh i've never been in in, in the situation with this version of, mm-hmm. of bad things so i'll see if i can be a good person about it but it ultimately it was my fault the yeah, fact yeah. that i spent this terrible time it was my fault because i could have stopped it i could have walked yeah. away from it and i didn't so it's on me it, look some of it is on us but i also think that there's still a responsibility when you're giving your heart to somebody that they're not like you said there are people out there who are just literal sociopaths and it's not your job to fix them and you can't fix them period like and it's come to that point even uh vice versa i tell a guy i'm like don't ever try to fucking date me if you are trying to fix me right this isn't a cold play song you're not chris martin i'm not your gwyneth paltrow and this shit's gonna like turn into a beautiful music video making us millions of dollars no it's never gonna turn out that way like i need to work on me you need to work on you. I don't want to be your therapist. Yeah. I don't want to be your mom. I don't want to be your, I mean, if I'm not your wife, then I don't yeah. want to be your wife. Eva. I'm right. your girlfriend. Right. Like Two people that yeah. are trying to figure like, this out were teammates. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't think that I'm going to be doing, you know, yeah. trying to pry shit out of you. And I don't want you to be prying shit out of me. Yeah. You know what else is also a huge red flag is victimhood. Oh, yeah. People that are constantly feel like they always tell you about people that have wronged them. Yeah. What I've realized is that whether it's a friendship or in a relationship, it'll come back and you'll become the oppressor without you even trying. Mm-hmm. You're trying to help somebody because, oh, man. Because I've been in a situation where you're like, man, all these people have done all this stuff to you. Like, that's. I remember I had a girlfriend yeah. and she had these crazy stories. I was like, and I was so innocent. It was in my early 20s. I was like, man, everybody wrongs you. <laughs> and I literally said this to her. I was like, man, I. 
I guess when I get turned crazy and I do something bad to you, I guess I'll try to figure out what happened. Like, I was putting it on me. Oh. I was so innocent. Like, I guess if everybody goes crazy on you. And I realized that that's yeah, just the that way was, that... Yeah, yeah, the way she was, yeah. Um, no, and I, like you said, you brought up a good point several times that you do have to look within. And for me, it did come down to, you know, again, it's Father's Day. I gave a great post about my dad today because I think he's a great father. Mm. He was not the best husband, and that's okay. Mm. He is much better now. Um, but, you know, growing up, they were human. They made a lot of mistakes. He wasn't always great. And that's what I saw. And so I didn't realize that that was abnormal until Psycho came around. Mm -hmm. And I and ended up in this it. ridiculously toxic relationship that I could not get myself out of to a point that I contemplated, like, suicide. I was like, this guy is crazy. I can't get him out of my life. Like, I was so depressed. Yeah. And I finally, like, when I paused, I and when I actually did get out of it, I stopped and I said to myself, wait, let's just, like, what just happened here? How did I even get in this? Mm -hmm. And my friends were the ones who pointed out to me. They were like, you're so smart. How did you, like, how could you even be with this guy? And then I said, okay, there's clearly something off. Mm -hmm. So what's going on? And I stopped and I realized, oh, my God, it felt normal. It felt yeah. like what I felt like when so I was a kid watching my parents. I was like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. And so when I was in it, it didn't feel abnormal until I was trying to get this guy out and it started getting abusive. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, the frog in the boiling water. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I, then it took a lot of personal work to go, why did I not know how to set boundaries? Why did I accept this? What were my, what was the part I was playing in letting somebody like this into my life because clearly they were not up to par mm -hmm. in any way. Right. Um, but yes, the sex was great. Um, there you go. Confirming, <laughs> thus confirming my earlier yeah, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we are going to uh, continue this conversation um, and we're going to try to give people some tips on maybe like how to get out of toxic sure. relationships up. Yeah. Both you and I. Yeah. Kind of I could try to tell you. Survived. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, <laughs> let's try to help some people out. Uh, but first, this message. And we're back to the number one dating podcast in the universe. It's kind of dating with Natasha. Shandel. <laughs> I wanted to do radio voice. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I love that <laughs> intro. Do it again. Mm. Um, guys, I'm here with Carlos Santos. We're talking toxic relationships on, yeah, obviously. We're talking toxic relationships with a soothing dating voice. podcast <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> we are making that stat up, guys. Um, oh, that's that's a fact. That's science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking toxic relationships, got, got kind of deep. We did? I feel like I got slightly teary-eyed right before the you break. Did, yeah. um, but it happens, and yeah. that's a good thing. Um, so how how did we get out of toxic relationships? Because, like, you're in it. Yeah. I actually got an email the other day from a girl who heard our Red Flags episode. Um, thank you. You know who you are for listening um, and for the email. And she really just talked about, like, was in a relationship uh, that uh, moved too fast. There were a lot of red flags. She had to get out of it, and now she's trying to figure out, like, how to move on. Mm -hmm. um, but what about, like, what if you're still in it? Yeah. How can they get out? I think the first thing is what you mentioned. Which is what? What did it's I mention? It's the awareness, but the awareness comes with, yeah, like, honesty. It has your to awareness comes from your it. friends and family. And yourself, though. Well, but I only say that because, yes, but I only say that because that's, 
tampered with. When you're in yeah. the when you're in the thick of it, it's very hard because again, you will justify just about everything. Yeah. But we don't listen to our family and friends. Like I've been in it. Okay, that's something else said that somebody you should. I I agree. You, you should, should because what I <laughs> what I've learned is that if I if I have really good friends and I have really good family. They, I understand, I realize that they have a, pers- a perspective that I clearly don't have, even if, even if I know better. And yeah. that's the thing, because it's hard, because you'd be like, I need to get out of this. And then in, the, in that same breath, you're like, yeah, but the holidays are coming. Right. And, or, and you start looking for whatever reason to mm-hmm. stay in it. So it, it is really hard. Yeah. The, I'll tell you this much, and this is from very recent experience. Um, you have to, which is super hard again, I, and I totally I totally understand this is the hardest thing because that's what happened to me. The thing that was keeping me back is I was ready to break up mm-hmm. like seven months before. Oh and this God, is the, right. the, the situation. Like I was ready to break up. I was just so unhappy. And I was also unhappy because I was, I'm a grown-ass man and I should know better, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's even worse. That's, it's compounded. <laughs> so, <laughs> the word for so, the day. Yeah, I have to use it all up because I just read it at, uh, in the internet. Anyway, uh, so... What was I talking about? Because I talked uh, about that. that the, what was the, f- the big thing, that, the hardest thing when you were So the hardest thing is like I was trying to get both of us to be in a place where we're like, this isn't working. Mm, you're, Let's yeah, break yeah. up because I wanted to have, because I fell in that trap of like this person has only known like terrible people. Yeah. Right? Terrible dad, terrible relationships, yeah. terrible uh, boyfriends. So I wanted us to try and 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 that's the reality like you have to realize Mm -hmm. that if you're in a bad relationship and you're not breaking up it's because the other person thinks that's okay you Mm -hmm. will never make the other person understand that it's bad oh a hundred percent and and i'll tell you this is very recent and the one from the previous when i was in my 20s this is literally the if you ever hear anything like this because i used to fight with with my ex-girlfriend of a long time ago it was just constant fighting to the point and and at some point it turned into long distance and then at some point i was just like what are we what are we doing mm-hmm. like why why are you with me i make you so miserable and this is what she said and, and i've always taken that from that point on every time i i kind of hear anything close to it i realize what the situation is she said i would rather be miserable with you than alone Ooh. and i was like and to me that was such a, and i was like i was in my early mid-20s yeah and even then i was like that is the most that's the craziest Crazy thing I've ever thing. heard. Yeah, but they, but that's that's the operating system yeah. for a lot of people. It's like that comes from fear, comes from insecurity, and it comes but from that, codependency. Codependency. Yep. That's also something. That's what I was. Yeah. I was codependent, and I didn't realize it until actually pretty recently. Until like the guy that I was living with. Yeah. And he said it to me, and I was like, "You called what it the out." Fuck? I was like, "I'm not codependent. I'm not dependent on anybody." Like, it's like I just didn't really understand the meaning of it. Right. And then I realized, like, wait, why was I like dating, or I've been in like bigger, longer relationships with pretty people, like you... people who didn't have their shit together. Pretty people? No, no. I'm like, <laughs> I, I stopped my thought. I was like, uh, pretty uh, crazy people, but I didn't want to. You know, I don't want to say that they're totally crazy, but. um some toxic relationships and I didn't understand why and I realized like oh yeah because so I think coming into it you have to if you are if you need to get out of it you have to realize that it's you have to go against everything you have to go mm-hmm. if you make that decision you have to know that the person's gonna you're gonna feel bad 
The person's going to make you feel bad. Oh, yeah. There's, like, I mean, there's no nice there, breakups, you, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's just not a thing. Yeah, and that's usually what happens. I extended our relationship yeah. way longer than it should have been. Right. And I'm really happy that it ended. Yeah. And when it ended, I, I was just like... <laughs> I just ran. Yeah. I ran because I knew. And all my friends were like, man, I don't think you're going to break up with her. Like, because they, yeah. they saw, and to me, it was like, well, I think I'm in a better place where I can realize. Yeah. But it was also so sensitive. It was yeah. a sensitive place where I couldn't just, I, I almost, that was part of the reasons why I, would, yeah. I couldn't break up because the person was not in a very good place either. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was so felt, also yeah, responsible, responsible that if I just yeah, yeah. bounced where I should have just been yep. like, this is done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so be careful not to fall like for people. Like yeah. that's because that's also something that, and again, it's again, like the, I'm going to fix them. Right. I'm going to get them to where they need or to try be to, to like, you know. like let the, you know, it's like imagining a, a baby bird being born and waiting right. for them to fly. And you're, yeah. you know, you're the mom. Right. They just fucking let them go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to push um, them off the nest. Yeah. Guys, push your, your relationships off the nest. <laughs> they will fly. And if they don't, well then, then, wasn't meant to be no they just don't feel guilty about it (laughs) (laughs) um i also think that uh so like we were talking about okay so we be honest like get the opinion of your family and friends because they love you and know you but like sometimes you have to ask because like for me i learned my best friend told me uh she would tell me shit after the fact like once i'd already broken up she's like yeah i didn't want to tell you and i'm like why the fuck didn't you want to tell me and she's like because I feel like you're the type of person. Yeah, because some people that kill the messenger. I, exactly. Yeah. Like if I told you, you wouldn't tell me things anymore, and yeah. I'd rather you at least talk to me than not talk to me. And that kind of woke me up also. And I yeah. was like, oh shit, I don't ever want to be that person. Right. I want to be able to tell my best friends and my family the good and the bad, yeah. so that I can hear it back. Um, not to say that there's bad friends and bad family that also have issues with of territory. You, I mean, again, you that's should, the thing you, you have, have to. Be... You have to like. Find Very your tricky. tribe. Like, yeah. I have my one best friend since I was seven yeah. and my mom. Like, they're my two people that I bounce. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't need a million people. I just right. need the two that I feel know me the most. Mm-hmm. And, and I trust their opinions. Because um, I've also been on the flip side. I've been in, in situations with my friends I know are being jerks. Oh, yeah. Are trying. Are, because they don't like the person that I'm dating. Mm-hmm. And whether that person is bad or good or bad for me. Uh, those friends need to respect the decision that I've yes, made. Yeah. Even if, you know, like, not uh, in understanding that it's not good, but also it's not their job to be jerks to them. It's not... Totally. Or they still need to support me. Mm-hmm. They still... You still need to find some yeah. kind of support. And you need to find the right way to approach your friend to say, hey, maybe this right. is why I'm not feeling this person or whatever it is right. versus being, you know, kind of yeah. a jerk about it. So this is funny because a lot of people are like, oh, when is a good time for your... When you're dating somebody for them to meet your parents? Oh. Whereas, like, a lot of people, and I think culturally, you're like, oh, women, oh, they want right away to meet you, you know, like that kind of thing. But in reality, and what I found is based on these relationships, because I've also, you know, in my toxic relationships, there's such a thing, too, like, these people technically usually want to keep them away from your family mm-hmm. and friends because when you're with them, it's like they are shown for what they are. Mm-hmm. So as long as they keep you away, and so you also start to notice that they don't want to hang out with your friends or family. Yep. But anyway, so I think to me, and and if, if there's even an ounce of the possibility of a relationship, I want them to meet my family as quickly as possible yeah. because I don't want to keep investing in my family because I, you know, we're all guilty of falling for the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family is like, uh, then yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna re- because you know, there's, that's yeah, my family. Yeah, family oriented people. Yeah, and they're they have they have a vested uh, vested interest in in my well being. Yeah. So. It's I'm weird because way, it's like, yeah. you know what, meet my mom. It's like, what? But like, honestly, like that is, you need to, you, 
even if it's not parents, like you need to like if you're considering seriously dating somebody, they need to meet the people that are important in your important life. And based too. on how they react or how the, that's when you really have to figure out if it's going to work. No, out I or totally not. agree. Um, something that also helped me uh, because I'm a writer and uh, I tend to sometimes it's easier for me to see see stuff when it's. <laughs> just written down uh-huh. so you can write a letter to yourself no i do a pro con list um and oh. actually which uh was also suggested in an article that i'll be posting um this week on our facebook page at kind of dating um but it was also suggested by a therapist on askmen.com um for a way you know ways to get out of toxic relationships and uh the reason being that sometimes like when you visually see something you go oh wait what were the good things and then you realize oh they were all just like either physical qualities or just dumb shit that you're like wait why was that such a big thing and then you write all these negative things and the negative stuff is like really deep stuff yeah so then you have to weigh out well okay the pros are these surface level things that seem very sweet and nice right but like the real shit are all the cons yeah because it's typically like oh he makes me feel good yeah when we're but yeah but when we're together but then but then when you go in the cons you're like he wasn't there for me when i was sick he but that's at the expense of other important things yeah uh was whatever rude to my mom like if that's something big to you then that's like a deal breaker you know it's a deal breaker though i do think that Whenever I've had to write a pro and con list, it was already like that's like if you a already, sign the in act itself. that you're looking for that is already yeah. It's, but the reality is that a lot of people, and this is yeah. the thing, like we like we've done the soul searching, oh, yeah. we've done the research, we've tried to yep. to figure that out. It's important because a lot of people don't do that. A lot yeah. of people don't have the 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 language, mm-hmm. and that's inherently why there's so many people out there that are suffering. Yeah, because they can't even realize what it is that mm-hmm. they're going through personally. You know, and and one one more uh, piece of advice for because um, you had mentioned a good thing uh, about the victimhood mm-hmm. part. Yeah, um, I had, I had sort of felt like that, and I was starting to go down that path at one point, and I realized I didn't want to, so I stopped and started. Um, and I've been suggesting this to a lot of my guy and girlfriends who say because uh, we we create narratives around our lives, and we say things like all guys are douchebags, girls are bitches. Mm. I'll never find the yeah. one. I'll whatever. So then... Self-fulfilling when, prophecy. Yeah, exactly. So when you go out there, that's literally all you search for. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to change that habit because I started saying to myself, um, like, I like all the guys I meet are dicks. Like, mm. that's what I was saying in my, you know... Just like... Rebellious period? Yeah, basically in, in, my, in my 20s, that's what I was saying. And I stopped that by writing a uh, journal at night and just writing... Three things. Uh, so I would do three things I was grateful for that day, mm-hmm. and then three things that the men in my life have done that were positive for mm-hmm. me. Even if it was a repeat, even if it was my dad over and over and over again, yeah. I was just fine with it. I just wanted muscle. to build that exactly. Yeah. And then I started seeing like more of the nice things that guys started doing for me, and then I started dating nice guys who started doing nice things yeah. for me. And and honestly, like for anybody I've spoken about in the last few years of my life have been pretty good. Yeah. Like Bruce Lee is maybe the only person that was like Yeah, and that's the secret. But even like even the guy I lived with who who people like know hurt me extremely badly, to this day I can never say he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He has issues. Yeah. He was not a bad dude. And I'm like And that's the secret. Yeah. That really is a secret because I feel like when you when you go through all these terrible things, 
you have to you have to kind of be like it's a matter of perspective right mm -hmm. and i think also like i don't like i've been wronged <laughs> i've been legitimately movie style just Wrong. betrayed yeah and you know some people take that and then they take that as a chip on their shoulder mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives but i think that the most important thing that i was able to do is like you suffer because you're human yeah but it's allowing these feelings to kind of go through you and just really mm -hmm. process it, which is also something that people a lot of people don't do which is the rebound like you need to process a breakup before you can yeah. even like because it's not gonna you know even if that means stay a long time by yourself yeah but but i feel like that that way of looking at things in the like i this is the way that i look at life and i think that it's helped me i don't know if it can help the listener but it's helped me to look at Instead of looking for the worst things, look for the best of people. Yeah. I always, every time I meet somebody, I expect the best. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, but not vulnerably. Like, I don't depend on them like yeah. how you would. And you're not doing it blindly. Right. Like, I expect I'm them not the best. seeing you tell me, uh, I'm a, a crazy controlling bitch and I don't like any guy I ever go out with to go out. Right. Period. And then when they show you if they're not good, yeah. then you just, instead of being, yeah, and then just walk away and be like, okay, cool. I, I appreciate whatever yeah. this was, but I'm going to walk away from yeah. this. And that's helped me not be bitter. And I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of times it's it continues a cycle of you're bitter, you're upset. Exactly. And then you take it out on the next relationship mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And then they, you know, so. That was exactly it. break like, the cycle. I wanted to not become jaded. That was my mm -hmm. thing. I, I started noticing that I was starting to become just kind of, um, even in the way I spoke to guys and whatever, mm. I was just so like, I just didn't give a fuck because I was yeah. just like, Jay is starting yeah. to get there. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be this person. And so when I started or started doing that exercise and started meeting like nice guys and I literally tell all my friends like the articles I write and anything I say, I say the nice guy will finish first in yeah. the end. And I believe that. And I believe I will end up with a really nice guy. Yeah. And I think that there are so many nice guys out there. Like, they don't get the credit that they deserve. And, and you, girls. You won't find the nice yeah. guy until you, you exactly. get to that place also. Yeah. If, if you keep thinking that everybody's a dick. Exactly. Like and at this point in my life, like, I I'm not even remotely attracted to the bad boy. Like mm. there was a time that mm. I would be your classic yeah, example classic. of the girl. No, really, yeah. like girl into the bad boy, and or my guy friends who are into the bad girls, and I'm just like I've never nope. understood that concept. But I mean, everybody likes to fix, right? Everybody likes to like change and be like, I tamed this person, mm, and it's like so much work. It is now. I'm like, no, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> you just handle your own. <laughs> um, I also think that if you're in a seriously toxic relationship. You should make an exit strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Like what you said. It's a literally, a it, you know how the pros and cons is literally yeah. having, it, it, it's really knowing what you're going to feel so that when you feel it, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, this is, it's like a, like a 10 step or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, like books when you're reading about yeah. pregnancy, like yeah, you're yeah. going to feel this and this, whatever, yeah. because that's the thing. A lot of people feel these things. You know, when you're in a breakup, time is eternal. Oh yeah. <laughs> you spend a week and it feels like 20 years yep. where it's like, where is this pain going to go? Like mm -hmm. you think that you're always going to feel this way for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so, so that's why you run into a rebound or you run back to the person yep. because you want that. You just, it's not that you just want to feel, you don't want to feel bad for like a second. Yeah. And that's when you make bad decisions. So I think it's important to either read up on it or talk to people that have gone through it so that you can make a list where you're going to feel like you're going to call this person or you yeah. want to feel this is where you're going to feel right now. You, this is, you feel lonely, you feel not wanted. So you want to look for this, you know, 
And that I think that's probably one of the safest ways that you'll f- you'll know that this is a process because we're all human. So this is literally a book. Like I always say, that human nature is a, is a is a book that's already written. Yeah. And that's why there are books about stuff. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think people will always react the same to everything based on the situation. You know, it's always yeah. going to be different, but it's always going to be the same. And even like the part of your exit strategy could also be. Uh, preparing for how the other person will react so that you don't fall back into the trap. Because right. if you've known by mm-hmm. habit that you've dated this person yeah. and whenever you bring something up, this is how they loop you or like yeah. rope you back in, yeah. then you got to prepare for that. Like when I was coming out of things, I was like, okay, I knew You're that like chess. Yeah. yeah, like crazy Dominican was my weakness. Like I knew that that person literally was a weakness for me. So I had to like when I when we did the final breakup, I went to his job right. in the middle, dropped his bag, and, like, yeah. disappeared. And was, like, bye. Like, I, I had planned it for yeah. a while, for, like, a two-week period where... Because he had tried to kill himself. Okay. And then when he tried to kill himself and nobody else showed up, but any of the girls he had cheated on me with, and I was the only one there, um, his family roped me back in, being like, you're the only person who, who he and listens sucks, to. Man. Please, like don't leave him so i stayed for a month i made sure he was like back to himself and like okay and like stronger and then during that period of time though i started getting him to be like oh here take some of your stuff back and like to his own his own but i'm like oh here this is it's like a reverse leaving oh, a toothbrush like yeah exactly <laughs> and then finally when i just had one bag that i could carry myself mm. i like had to prepare to be like okay this is it he's gonna try to contact me i haven't blocked off everything as as of this moment i pre-blocked him Went with this tiny bag, dropped it, disappeared, and was like, "There's no way for you to contact me again." Wow. And like, and I moved to a new place. Oh, so like, wow. because I happened to be moving to a new place, and yeah. thank God, so because that. the person was like psycho. Yeah, and and it had gotten to a point that it was getting physical, and oh. and you know, so I was just like, I need out of yeah. this situation. And this person finds his way back in, and so once I'd finally like blocked him off everything, I had to really stick to that and make sure that like I was aware and yeah. I had to like again humble myself and be like well no this person is my weakness yeah. and I have to just stay away wow so I never engaged so do a him checklist again is important any, huh a checklist yeah a checklist is- also hot tip now that you're mentioning that thing about going to work if you're the one that needs to break up and the other person is don't do it at your place do it at yeah. their place yeah because you you can leave you can leave because I've I, I made yeah. the mistake of trying to do that at my place yeah and, and, and sometimes if you think that it's just not a safe situation, because yeah. sometimes it happens, like, do it in a public place. Mm-hmm. Like what I did. I was like, well, you won't touch me in front of everybody at the gym, so here's yeah. your last stuff. Bye. Thank you for coming to Dave & Buster's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about um, And, like, that's part of the thing, right? Then, then you have to take the space, and you have to, like, do you time and, yeah. like, grieve. And just like have to. grieve and heal and cry and, and talk to your friends and eat whatever you want and like it's the same as when you're grieving somebody's death. Yeah, yeah, the same. It is. It's exactly that. Um, and people run away from that phase because it's so uncomfortable. But that that's where they jump into rebounds and they're like, "No, I can fix this, but somebody else." No, and it never works. It never works. Almost never, never works. works. No, no, yeah. never. It never works. Yeah, I don't because think it ever works. I don't but. think it. That's the thing. Like when you're in it, you're like, oh man, okay, I'll try one more time. I'll try yeah. one more. It's just it's yeah. so impossible for people because the relationship is already damaged. Mm-hmm. And whether you continue to have a relationship with somebody, this is what's gonna work. You might yeah. be able to stay with this person, 
but it's very much like going to be damaged and yeah. it's going to moving forward you're going to have to put up with certain things that mm-hmm. you know that it's just it's not pure because anymore. that person hasn't also gotten the time to reflect and make the changes in their life mm-hmm. that are positive now and so when somebody just jumps into another relationship they just bring their own the same shit back because yeah. they didn't didn't get time to process yeah. any of that the like baggage. change takes time yeah um and then i think it's also important to talk about just the last thing of so you you've done all of this like how how can you get back to you and that part becomes like a lot of self love mm-hmm. and being with your family and friends yeah. that um are important to you and that keep you happy yeah like it's sort of the same thing i advise when people um struggle with depression because yeah. i've also uh, struggled with that when I, since i was young and like i always say whenever you go through those phases just in every every single day try to do one single thing that's just for you like yeah, that's just exactly. like a if it's like a i love ice cream sundays today i'm going to get me an ice cream sunday right. like it just like the tiniest little things that bring you happiness or like go see your niece or nephew who make you happy or go hang out with your friends or you know go to the beach take a walk go for a bike ride buy six video games all at once exactly play your favorite video game like <laughs> Do whatever it is. And One just time I broke up with a <laughs> That was a terrible human being to me. This wasn't even a long relationship, but yeah. I literally went to her house to do to break up, and then I went directly to Best Buy. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Retail therapy. Yeah. That's like a big one, right? Yeah. But it's like, I also think it's it kind of becomes the same um the same process of when we were saying how to attract the right person. Right. Because once you start making yourself happy again, you become so happy that you don't want anybody else to fuck that up. Right. So then you you set your happiness standard. And you recognize that happy on the person that you meet. That exactly. possibly yeah. Yes. And like then you're in a better place and the person coming in should just be a bonus. Yeah, because we're always going to have baggage. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's what I feel like right now. I'm in a r- fantastic relationship right Good. now after a long time of coming. And and the reality is that you'll never not have baggage. You'll never have the issues that you deal with. But the beautiful thing which I'm now experiencing, which I hadn't experienced in a long time, is the fact that we can sit down and be like, look, this is why I'm acting this way. Mm-hmm. And and then she could be like, you know what, I'm acting this way because of this. And I know it sucks. And we get, it's not, it doesn't mean that we don't fight, but we fight productively. Yeah. And that's like, ah, oh, such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I've been missing that. And that's really where, that's what it is. It's like you, we all have to be so aware of our, of our weaknesses, mm-hmm. of our handicap. Yep. Because that's always going to be there. Yep. You know, I have trust issues that I have to deal on a daily basis because I've been. Burned. Yeah. Same. I wish it was a better word than betrayed because it's it's on that epic level, you know. And a lot of people have. I'm not saying I'm yeah. the only one. But these are things that you need to kind of move forward and be like, yeah. you know what? I'm feeling this way because of this. And this is why I'm acting this way. And as long as that happens, you'll ha- you, you if you find somebody that you can do that with, then you'll you'll be good. Yeah, it definitely comes down to again the communication. Um, when uh, I have this like quote that this is a personal thing I came up with, and I've literally told every one of my friends this is like my motto for life. It's for any aspect of your life. I say when it's right, it's easy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean. Easy doesn't mean it's perfect and mm-hmm. it works out and it, like you're never going to have a fight or whatever. But like you said, the communication is easy. The It doesn't feel like this push-pull, this up-down, this high-low. It just feels like a good, steady, balanced, right kind of vibe. And you know what it is too? I realized I was thinking about this the other day. It's just like improv. The At least the improv that you learn at Second City. 
I don't know if anybody knows, but Second City is a, is a comedy school. Mm-hmm. And they teach you, you make the other person look good, and then they make you look good. And I think that that is essentially what makes a really good relationship. Totally. Is if you're worried about them, mm-hmm. and they're worried about you, you can't go wrong. The problem is, a lot of times it's a one-sided situation. Where yep. you, and I've been in those relationships where it's a black, the person is a black hole of attention, mm-hmm. needs so much that you lose yourself, you lose who you are, you start losing your ambitions because you just had to like all hands on deck yep. to make this person be okay with their mm-hmm. situation and so yeah and nobody has to live like that nobody nobody deserves yeah. nobody it's nobody's job and i've had you know and i've had friends say man i guess this is what life dealt me I was like no run yeah. run i'm telling you, you from experience a yeah yeah um then you have a kid and then you don't have a choice it's so <laughs> true and also i think um we we did an episode on breakups and uh therapist jody frank was uh, on and she, it was episode four and she talked about um because i said how do you look forward and you know to she, what just like what's like how do you not worry about like who's gonna come oh yeah yeah and she said well instead of worrying why don't you try to be curious mm. And that, like, struck me a lot. And since then, I've actually been taking that advice. And I, it makes me very much more excited about life. The possibility. Versus, yeah, yeah. Versus being, like, anxious over it. I'm just like, ooh, I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder right. where I'm going to meet. Yeah, and like, the fact cool. that you're in a place where that could happen. Whereas yeah. if you're in a bad relationship, then you mm-hmm. can't. It's even more work because you got to get out of it. So that yep. then you can find the right person. And there, there are always good things to come. And people, again, like, it's just opening your eyes to that and, like, you know adding more to your happiness list and then seeing more happiness and attracting more happiness right. and then being happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dude, this was a great conversation. You like that? Yeah. yeah that was real good. You Producer? dropped some, you dropped some real knowledge. Mace, Mace is like, yep, this is good. Yeah. We got the Mason stamp of approval. Sweet. Um, all right. Are you ready for your five questions? My five questions? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I know. Yeah, I don't know what these questions. Get are. Why do people yeah. usually ask for the questions in advance? Some people do, and because you know, I mean, when I ask you here, some people get stumped. But okay. I feel like you do improv. You'll right. You'll I can't be but, good. But I'm trying to be sincere, so that no, might. No, well, of course. But I mean, I don't mean make up the answer. I just mean you're you're good at thinking on your feet. Oh. Uh, and trusting your first. Right. So, just so trust I'm not going to promise. I'm not going to get stumped. Yeah, yeah. I feel. But like I will give you an might, answer. But Oh we'll man! <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm physically shaking it off right now. I'm getting ready for the questions. Is there a stinger? Do you play? No, with? no, okay. there is no stinger. This is just you. We're just, I'm just like <laughs> five questions. Um, Carlos, are okay. you ready for your five questions? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? The first thing I notice a potential partner. I know. Uh, I notice their smile and their booty. Cool. What is your what is your <laughs> one order. deal breaker? My one deal breaker, uh, smoking. Okay. Uh, what turns you on? About a partner. The way they treated other people. Okay. Uh, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. One of my strengths is I care too much. Just kidding. Uh, one of my strengths is that I really. I I like to take care of people. I I want what's best for them, even if it's the wrong thing. Sometimes that can get me in trouble. It doesn't get me in trouble. What I'm saying is I I want to help people in a way that challenges them, not in a way that uh, they want to hear. Sometimes they don't want to hear things. And in friendships and in relationships, I'm mm-hmm. always, I always 
it's got me in trouble and that some people are not ready for that and so that uh, it, they don't appreciate it. Right. But I, I would be amiss if I didn't, you know, give somebody the help that they actually, I feel like they need. Of course. But still being supportive. And then a negative thing is like sometimes, you know, <sighs> patience, I think. Like I, some, mm-hmm. I think everybody that knows me, like I'm usually pretty happy-go-lucky, but sometimes I lose my, my patience very quickly. So I, And that's inherited from my dad. My dad was fantastic, but but what I'm saying is like I feel like I get I can get grumpy. Yeah. People that know me know that I can get grumpy, good, but know? but not in a way that I lose it. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird thing where even if I'm super pissed, I'm still very aware of it. Right. It's like I'm so pissed, <laughs> and I can't believe or like on the road, you know, like yeah, road rage. Yeah. It's 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 I'm never I it's very rare that I fly off the handle where I see red and I can't control myself, but I do get grumpy sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I get hangry all the time. Yeah. Um. Besides, this is the last one. Okay, this is a bad besides, one. Besides, I love you. Uh-huh. What three words would you want your partner to tell you? Oh man. I am faithful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that question reveals so much to me about people because, like, yeah. everybody's, like, la- those three words, it's like you get you get your shot to yeah. kind of form what you want. And, I, yeah, I learned so much. Um, Carlos, thank you so much thank for being Thank you, on guys. I had a lot today. of fun. Yeah, this was great. This is fun, fun, fun. You offered some, like, dope advice to peeps. Um, how can people find you on socials? So I, I screwed up. It's all different. So I'm going to tell you right now that <laughs> if you want to go to Instagram, it's Santos underscore Cordero, C-O-R-D-E-R-O. It's my last name. Yeah, yeah. It's Spanish for St. Lamb. Um, and then for for Facebook, like the professional page or whatever, the yeah. it's Carlos Santos Comedy. But you know what? Actually, if you guys want, actually. I, Do you have I, a show to play? You have a show coming up? Yeah, I have a couple things, but I'll tell you right now. If you go to carlosantoscomedy.com, that's my website. And it actually, it's it a hub. It has a link to you all You can go to all the, my okay, stuff. Good. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, Twitter's yeah. different. It's yeah. underscore. Yeah, and you yeah. guys really should follow him. He's so yeah. funny. And you'll put stuff on the thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. be putting stuff yeah. on. Yeah. Because yep. nobody, you, know, you could just make it easier for them to yeah. find me. I you will. promise? You guys promise you make yep. it easier? But tell okay. people some, some of your shows. you have anything? So I'm going to be in New York next week for Del Close Marathon. I'm going to be performing for the first time in a premium. UCB Upright Citizens Brigade as a as an improv festival, and I'm in a group called Improvisos Peligrosos. Um, uh, it's a Spanish improv team, or Spanglish, Clearly. yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I don't want to typecast you, but uh, and so we're gonna have, be performing uh, next weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We'll have two performances. So uh, if you go into my social stuff, you can find yeah. like the dates and stuff. If you're in New York, and then and guys, then that's have, like a holy grail, by the way, of like yeah. uh, improv. Festivals and just improv in general to yeah. be part of the Del Close Marathon. It's kind so of a that's big deal. awesome. I feel pretty cool because I, yeah. you know, I never feel like I'm a part of the cool Greek yeah. kids. <laughs> uh, and that's like coming up, coming up. Because when is this coming out? Uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, so when? When is the next weekend? So okay, it's... yeah. So yeah, probably not. So guys, I <laughs> had a fantastic time in New York. <laughs> Let me just tell you, it was so cool, and you missed it because you know I'm not going to blame you. But you can go onto your website and see any of <laughs> your other shows and follow you on socials and find yeah, out when yeah, you're yeah. up at UCB. Yeah, at, at I got a, a couple of shows coming up at UCB you, yeah. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm always doing something. Yeah, and stand up, and then I'm also doing stuff at Floridita. What is that? That's a Cuban restaurant. They play salsa, but uh, oh. last Thursday of every month, I'm in another improv team oh, how that cool. performs there. It's really good. It's a nice. cool setup. Good food, good improv. I like it. And that's, you know, Dope. that's always happening. So, yeah, but follow me to find out about my lives. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Add me. 
and all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at. And guys, media. follow follow us on social media. We are at Kinda Dating on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you can, please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And also send us your dating stories and your thoughts. Again, I read all of them to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis. People wait in line for roller coasters, airport security, the latest smartphone. But now you can cross food made fresh to order off that list. Getco Cafe and Market introduces mobile ordering on the new Giant Eagle app. Use your phone to pick and pay for incredible toasted subs, crisp salads, or anything else from our full fresh menu. Then grab it and go. Skip all the lines. Download the new Giant Eagle app today to mobile order from get-go. What are you waiting for? Order right now and you'll save 10%.